0: Welcome to the 449th episode of Travel It's Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with my friend and co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, and this is the 11th season of Travel It's Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair.
1: Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travel Itch Radio.
0: And tonight we're very pleased to present Julie Ellis of Visit Myrtle Beach. Welcome, Julie, to Travel Itch Radio, and happy St. Patrick's Day.
2: Yes, same to you. Thanks for having me.
0: You know, I've never been to Myrtle Beach, Julie, but I've heard so many great things about it. I know you have 60 miles of gorgeous beaches and a lot of man-made attractions. Don't you also have more than a dozen different communities? Yeah, we actually have
2: 14 communities that we consider part of the Grand Strand. That's what locals call the Myrtle Beach region. And some of them are inland, but each of them has their own little flavor, their own little attractions, their own festivals. So, you know, I like to say if you don't like the vibe in one area, we've got – so many areas to enjoy along our 60 miles of coastline that uh, you know there's something for everyone yeah it sounds like
1: Myrtle Beach means different things to different people you even have an art trail an art museum art in the park and a huge sculpture garden please share
2: yes we have culture here in Myrtle Beach so I'm (laughs) really happy to tell you about that there is a A lot of art councils that do art in the park, you know, so there's a lot of shows that you can go and shop and meet artists and buy those things. But we also have a free art museum that is really top-notch, and it's right by the beach. And we also have an outdoor sculpture garden. It's 9,000-plus acres. It's the largest Mm -hmm. collection of American figurative sculpture outdoors in the world it's also botanical gardens one ticket at brook green gardens gets you a week's worth of admission that's how vast this place is and it's in Myrtle's inlet which is just south of myrtle beach just a short drive south but um we do have uh, a children's museum and we've got the conway glass blowing um store where you can go in and take classes so we really do have some artsy things here in myrtle beach Oh, and it sounds like culture lovers will also enjoy a symphony
1: orchestra. What's its seasonal schedule and
2: where does it perform? Well, we've got a top-notch, the Myrtle Beach High School. Now, it might sound like it might be a little auditorium, but it's really state-of-the-art for sound and everything like that. And the Long Bay Symphony Orchestra, that's the name of our orchestra here in Myrtle Beach, they right now have four things scheduled for the spring, including March 26th. They're doing the Music of Queen. And uh, they've also had performances April 24th, the 27th, and May 11th. So um, that's as far as they've scheduled out. But that's, that usually what they do is a couple times a month. And it really is spectacular. We've got a, cor- a chorale, a choir, and there's a lot of great artsy things going on in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's plenty of action in Myrtle Beach, too. All kinds of amusements, shows, water parks, and even a Ripley's believe it or not. Tell us a little
2: about them, please. Well, we have so many attractions. Like, uh, it's, I, I want to say they're countless. So we've got Ripley's attractions, including Ripley's Aquarium. There are tons of – we're the mini-golf capital of the world, in case you didn't oh. know. So we've got over 35 mini-golf courses. We have seven live theaters, you know, song and dance with really talented performers at spectacular theaters. A Pirate's Voyage in Medieval Times. There are go kart tracks and water parks and so many things like that that are just really fun for people to go out and enjoy. Broadway at the Beach is South Carolina's biggest attraction, 350 acres where you can do zip lining and shop and dine, and uh, there's a speedboat ride you can take in the in the lake that's in the middle of this huge complex. So, I mean, there really are so many things to do and. Uh, You can find out more about all these things at visitmyrtlebeach.com.
0: We are talking with Julie Ellis of Visit Myrtle Beach.
2: Julie, if someone
1: like me wants a quiet vacation by the sea, can I find it in Myrtle
2: Beach? You sure can, and I love to talk about this, too, because we are the quintessential family beach, so we talk about the attractions and things for kids, but... 60 miles, 14 communities. We've got, you know, as you go southward or you go northward down, and we've got some top-notch uh, lodging facilities and resorts that are, you know, more adult-oriented with quieter beaches. We've got eco-kayaking tours and quiet parks that you can walk. And, of course, you can sit on the beach and enjoy reading a book or just relaxing. Uh, we've got some, some breweries and some a couple of, wineries as well and Mm -hmm. uh, just things for adults to just be you know kind of chill away from the water parks and kids running into arcades and stuff that's all great but i understand because i'm an empty nester too and i don't necessarily want to go be in a big park you know full of you know lots of noise and things like that so i've got my special spots that i really enjoy going there a little bit quieter myrtle beach so yes we certainly have that side of things too
1: Mm. but As you say, Myrtle Beach does have something for everyone from singles the honeymooners, girls getaways, and even adult travelers and seniors. Can you tell us about – just share everything.
2: Well, we've got so much to share. It is a very (laughs) vast destination, and Myrtle Beach is the hub, which is, you know, your more touristy things that people flock to with the boardwalk and the arcades and things like that. But we have 100 golf courses And they are vary from, you know, you don't need a lot of skill to like really high end properties that are included courses designed by Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Fred Couples, Greg Norman. So we are really on the map worldwide as a golf destination. And we have seven or eight that are consistently in the top ten in, you know, in the top list of the world so for guys trips we've got golf and women who like to golf too i don't mean to be didn't mean to be sexist there with the <laughs> golf but they tend to like the golf but you know we've got a lot of shopping too so for girlfriend trips or couples we've got that and i can tell you it's a marvelous place for seniors and the evidence mm-hmm. of that is the fact that people are flocking to this region to retire the lifestyle can't be beat the beach lifestyle with all the bars and restaurants and live music and live theaters and, you know, quiet places of the beach. Um, there's evidence there that it's a wonderful place for seniors to come and single travelers and, of course, families with small kids and teens and um, college kids. So, and we really have something for everyone here. And I was told once that that's bad marketing to say that, to be so broad, But we actually mean it in Myrtle Beach. We really do have something for everyone.
0: Let's talk about water water sports from sailing to jet skiing. That must be your top recreational pastime, at least in season. And what is peak season in Myrtle Beach?
2: Well, peak season here is summer. July and August are when it's just jam-packed. And that's probably because kids are off from school. But we've become a year-round destination So our holiday time is a wonderful time to visit. And, yeah, it's kind of cool here in in December and January and the beginning of February, but it's still really pleasant and sunny, and you can still walk on the beach. You might have a hoodie on, but it's still really enjoyable year-round. So we do have that hot peak season, but we've become – year-round and there's always something to do here the water parks may close and the water you know all the the water attractions that, that you just mentioned but the theaters are open the shopping's open the bars the restaurants the music is still here at all times
0: okay we're talking with julie ellis uh, visit myrtle beach
1: um, you were talking about the climate, with spring coming sooner and summer lasting longer than at other coastal resort towns. Do you attract
2: college kids on spring break at this time of the year? You know, we do get some college kids, but primarily we see families that have that spring break or that Easter break uh, mm. with their kids. So it's it's really not um, it's not like you see in a, movies, you know, spring break where you've got college kids going. You know going crazy all over, so it it is uh, still geared mostly towards families, and that's what you see here in the spring
1: and how many hotel rooms do you have and are more coming?
2: Well, we have more room units than Las Vegas, if you can believe that wow. that is true with four hundred and twenty five hotels here we've got about a hundred thousand rooms, but over a hundred and 60,000 accommodations of all types. So that's rental houses, motels, hotels, big big resorts, so of all types. And we've got a lot of beach rentals, so big beach houses that you'll see a lot of multi-generational families come and rent the big beach house where you can all stay together, go out. There's usually a pool or a hot tub. Um, So when you get southward and northward from Myrtle Beach, like I said, in the Little River area or down in Garden City or Surfside Beach, which are all part of the Grand Strand, you can uh, rent beach houses and beach condos. So those are all in that mix of that very large number. But, you know, incidentally, that makes us a really great place for groups, for uh, family reunions, for meetings of, you know, clubs and organizations. We do a lot of business here with groups like that because we have such big hotels and accommodations here, and we're also very close to the airport. Myrtle Beach Airport is a great way to get here, and it's a, literally a mile from the beach. So once you get here, you are at the beach. So that comes in handy, too, when you're planning you know, groups or a family reunion or things like that. Oh, it sure sure does.
1: Now, can people find everything from small inns to those big resort
2: hotels? Yeah, we really have it all here. And I also want to mention that we've got mega campgrounds here. We're considered Uh one of the campground capitals, too. And I'm talking mega parks. that are kind of little cities unto themselves (laughs) (laughs) where the really high-end places and uh, really fun campgrounds that have potpucks and water parks and things like that. Some of them are right on the beach. They have their own beach, so you'll find a lot of camping here too. Um, and they did really well over the you know pandemic because that was a great way for people to social distance and that you know they found that in camping and and uh, with the rental houses and things like that. So um, yeah, we have so many options here. We even have two state parks and Myrtle Beach State Park has cabin rentals, so we've got a huge variety here. Pretty much anything you can anything you want you can find in the Myrtle
0: Beach area. Julie, the Myrtle Beach calendar lists lots of special events. I especially love the one called Moo and Brew. Please (laughs) tell us about that and some of the other things planned for the warm weather months.
2: Well, we, again, I've got to refer people if they're interested to visit MyrtleBeach.com, the events tab, because we have so many events here. It is really hard to keep them straight. But Moo and Brew is a fun one. It came down. So we've got the Carolina Country Music Festival that is a huge country music fest uh, in June. And those organizers uh, brought down Moo and Brew from Charlotte. And it'll take place in September. I don't, I did check they did not nail down the, the dates yet for 2022 but it will be the end of September they bring in some top-notch music acts and you know they just have burgers and art and things like that and they raise money for the second harvest food bank for that so we've got a big area where we have the Carolina Country Music Fest called Burroughs and Chapin Pavilion Place and there's a lot of great big events that happen there all year round food truck festivals and you know, the Scottish games and Mm. uh, there's so, there's so many things, but it's right downtown, right by the boardwalk. It's a great venue to have, you know, all the festivals and things that we have here. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, each of our communities has a festival too. So Little River, you'll have the, the Blue Crab Festival, the Shrimp Festival. We have, we have one called the Chicken Bog Festival (laughs) in laura south carolina which is part of our region do you know what chicken bog is no No. Oh. have you heard of it before okay well it's a dish because they this used to be a big rice growing area in you know the south part of the grand strand so it's a rice dish with chicken and sausage and different spices in it So that's kind of a regional dish that that we like, and it's delicious. Love that. So Mm -hmm. you'll find little festivals that dot, you know, the Riverwalk in in Conway, which is inland from Myrtle Beach, about 20 miles. And then there's just so many things. Uh, Market Common is a great little area. They've got their own festivals and movies in the summer. So it's really just endless, the amount of things. Uh, Pilar Park, right down by the Skywheel on the beach. They have music all summer long, so it is—it's uh, just endless. The amount of things are hard to do here, and incidentally, one of the reasons why I love living here, because there's always, you know, really fun and cultural things to do, and music, music to listen to, and dancing to be done. So I really enjoy that, <laughs> along with the great food and the seafood that's as fresh as you can get.
0: All that sounds really enticing. And I want to tell our listeners, (laughs) you're listening to Tramble Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee. We're on iTunes, blogtalkradio.com, and Facebook. Check out the archive show at your convenience. And we're talking tonight with Julie Ellis of Visit Myrtle Beach.
1: Julie, how did Myrtle Beach become such a popular resort
2: community? Can you tell us a little of its history? I can tell you that it is relatively young as far as destinations go. Myrtle Beach just uh, had its 86th birthday. So, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the agricultural era, this was kind of worthless, right? It was sand. You couldn't grow anything here. So there really was not much here. But back in the late 1920s, they built this grand hotel, the Million Dollar Hotel, and it was state of the art they had you know salt water running into the rooms and um they had jacuzzis and horse riding and all kinds of wonderful things pools and they opened the first golf course well unfortunately the stock market crashed and the depression starts so the owners lost everything and and the hotel went from owner to owner and fell into disrepair and it was sadly torn down but time Myrtle Beach grew up around it and it grew up to be a town where people could afford to go, kind of a working a working man's place to take a family and have an affordable vacation. And that and we're proud of that that we are such a destination where everybody belongs, where every person from, you know, all backgrounds can enjoy a vacation um, at a, at an affordable price. If you want to spend more, you can spend more and have a high end. Or you know, like I think about my family, like we didn't really afford to go on vacations, you know. And mm-hmm. it's it's so nice to be here and see that it, it is an affordable place for families. If you've got a you know a lot of children, you can still come have an amazing beach vacation so our history is relatively young you know as i mentioned it hasn't been here too long but um people quickly realized you know this oceanfront i mean you can't Mm. beat the atlantic ocean and our beaches are wide and beautiful and we've got nature here like i said there's a couple state parks there's a lot of you know parks you can walk and hike and we've got marshes we've got We've got waterways, the intercoastal waterway goes through, we've got rivers, so there's all kinds of activity on the river, on the waterway, on the marshes, so it, it really just developed into a wonderful place, and on purpose, I believe, back in the 30s, somebody decided that it was going to be a mini-golf place also, so that definitely, <laughs> you see evidence of that everywhere, and these aren't little mini-golf places, these are big, extravagant, multi-million dollar things that are really fun. Oh, that sounds so cool! Do most visitors come by
1: car, or can they take the train and or fly? As you said, the airport's so close.
2: Well, there is not. Uh, there's not a train. Uh, we've typically been, you know, historically a drive to destination. So we're in the middle mm-hmm. of the coastline, right? So people can. It's way easier for people from the northeast to get here than go all the way to Florida. So that is awesome. But our airport, it keeps winning awards for being the best small airport in the country. And Mm -hmm. it's right in Myrtle Beach, as I said. But, you know, through work with the different airlines, we've got over 50 nonstop flights. So, you know, those flights make it really easy for people to get here. They don't have to spend a day. You know, they can just get on a plane, get here, land, no big drive, you're right in town. But so our reach is definitely extended because we've got non-stops from Minneapolis, Kansas City, Houston, Dallas. So, you know, definitely it's gotten a lot easier, Denver, for people to to get here. So we're seeing a lot more first-time visitors coming on those great flights. And, of course, once people come here, they come back.
0: Hmm. Okay. Since I'm based in New Jersey, Julie, and our beaches are not always free, are the beaches in Myrtle Beach free?
2: Yes, they are free.
0: Now, that part, is really now good to know. parking
2: is parking is another thing. Of course, you gotta you gotta pay for the parking, but you know that helps with beach accesses and public restrooms and things like that. So, you know that that's part of the deal. But the beach is free, all sixty miles of it.
0: Hmm, that's terrific. And our listeners always like to know more about our guests, so please tell us where you were born, raised, and schooled, how you got into the travel business, and how you wound up in Myrtle Beach.
2: Okay. Well, gosh, I thought this was only a half-hour show, but I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I was actually born and raised in Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, that may sound familiar because it's often mentioned as being one of the snowiest cities in the country, <laughs> so and- right on right on Lake Erie. So I, I was born and raised there, home of the great – pickers.
0: Mm-hmm. I will
2: I'll bring that up again, but I went to school at Purdue and I wound up I studied public relations, communications and media performance. So um, to this day, I do public relations communications. <laughs> I write. Mm-hmm. I have an English minor, and I'm actually on the radio for a, you know my weekend job. So I do all the stuff. I went to the great school Purdue to learn, and then I went back to the Erie area, and I work for a chamber of commerce there. And then I most recently – there's a wine and grape region along the coast of Lake Erie. And that's why we're called the Grape Pickers, because it's the largest Concord grape growing region in the world, 30,000 acres of grapes. So there's 25 wineries, and I was the director of that region as a tourist destination for the wineries and the grapes, and it's beautiful there. Maybe oh, not so much in the winter, <laughs> not so many, but the wineries are open year-round, and it, it was a fantastic time. But I just got to the point in my life where I was like, really wanted to do something new, and I really wanted to be warm because it's cold there for a very long time, so that's just me, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I hurt my knees skiing, so I didn't ski anymore, I just wanted out of the cold, so I made my way to Myrtle Beach, and I've uh, been down here for five years now, and um, I just love it, and I, you know, I thought, could I ever move, but it's so, you get used to all the great restaurants, and all the, I love live music, and I love to dance, and I love walking on the waterway, and you know, going out with friends, and it's, there's just so many opportunities for that, and year-round. So, I mean, it's, I just wonder, it's so stimulating if I could ever go back to a small town again, because um, <laughs> I really just enjoy it. And, you know, there's true southern hospitality here. People are really nice. Maybe it's all those extra days of sunshine we get down here. But, you know, it's that, and it's also, you might not know this, but Myrtle Beach is very multicultural, Because it's a big Mm. hospitality industry. You know, a lot of people migrate here for the job. And so we see a lot of international restaurants have popped up that are just wonderful and just great to explore. But it's really a melting pot of people from all over. I mean, I've probably met 35 people that are born and raised here in five years that I've been here. So you know, and again, a lot of that is people moving from the Northeast. That, you know, they're they're coming down to South Carolina because it's such a great state to live in. But um, it it is just a very interesting area with a lot of great people. But you know, when you're at the beach and the sunshine and people are pretty much in a good mood, so you know, it is really a friendly place to be, and I I really love it.
0: Mm. Well, as somebody who went to school in Syracuse, New York. I considered that I had four years of purgatory because we called it zero cues. <laughs> it was always snowing. I uh, know. Lots of snow. I know, I snow. know the feeling. And I got to tell you real quick, I got caught in the blizzard of 66 as a freshman trying to get back to school from New Jersey. Instead of taking four hours, it took three days. And I wrote about oh, the experience in no. my hometown paper. They printed it, and they offered me a summer job. So my entire career is a snow job. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: i get it i get it that's funny okay here's a loaded question for you julie is there anything we haven't asked you that you would like to add
2: gosh uh there you know what i could talk about myrtle beach for hours um mm-hmm. maybe we'll, I could we'll take the reader's digest but, version yeah right um <laughs> I think something I like to focus on definitely is our culinary story. So when you drive down the main drag King's highway and Myrtle beach, you do see pancake houses and deep fried Calabash seafood buffets. Okay. People love them. They're great, but <laughs> that's not all we have here. We've got Murrell's Inlet, which is the seafood capital of the East coast and they catch fresh seafood and they bring it in on boats and it goes into restaurants like fresh, great seafood. And we've got a lot of high-end restaurants that are really superb, very, uh, very wonderful chefs, and a great variety of food. And I mentioned our international culinary options as well. Um, We're working on videos about those. And I've noticed they really go for, it seems like more of the international chef goes for really fresh, organic, you know, sustainable ingredients, as do a lot of our high-end restaurants. So, we should be known as a culinary destination. And that's something we're working on because we truly have that here. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's wonderful to explore that, but we're trying to tell that story better. So people understand, we know what a great place this is for culinary. Uh, And the other thing is, is again, I did mention it a little bit before, but we have eco kayaking tours where you can take a, kayak and you go out to an uninhabited island and the guides tell you about the the wildlife and it's just it's not just you know water parks and you know you know water slides and go-karts and you know that although that's great again I'm not knocking it families love that stuff but we also have two state parks the sculpture garden and a lot of time to really just learn about the environment bird watching is huge here Huntington Beach State Park has over 360 species of birds and alligators on their salt marshes and people flock here, you know, to do bird watching. Did you ever think you would associate that with Myrtle Beach? Probably no. not, but that is something that happens here. And they've got a great interpretive center and rangers that can tell you about the flora and fauna the wildlife here in the, in the area. So we we have all, all that, that whole side. It's not just, you know, the Skywheel and Ripley's, you know.
0: Well, I think it's very appropriate that people flock there, too.
2: uh huh
1: am dum bum
0: Okay. Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time, so I want to thank you. Our special guest tonight has been Julie Ellis of Visit Myrtle Beach. Thank you for being our guest on Travel With Radio. And again, happy St. Patrick's Day. All right, and you as well. Thanks for having me. It was great. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. And listeners, now that baseball is back, there's no time like the present to brush up in your knowledge of America's national pastime with a good book on the good old days, when the only strikes occurred between the white lines. So check out my (laughs) book, The New Baseball Bible, Notes, Nuggets, Lists, and Legends from Our National Pastime, 480 pages for less than a sawbuck. And, by the way, anybody in the New York metro area, if you want to come to my book signing tomorrow at 2 p.m. at the Westwood, New Jersey Public Library, I will be signing, doing a PowerPoint, and doing a talk. So you will enjoy it. Once again, the new Baseball Bible with Mike Trout on the cover. Get it on Amazon.com. And that's it for this edition of Travel with Radio. Next week, same time, same station, same writer, same announcers. We'll head to Virginia and speak with Allie Morris of Visit Fairfax. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and... I'm a trap.